Blog Talk Radio. gentlemen, this is June 8th, 2015, and welcome to another episode of Real People from the Hood. I'm your host, Jimmy Williams. Um, my executive producer is Mr. Keith Bledsoe. What's up, brother Jim? Ain't nothing to it, Keith. Ain't nothing to it, man. There's so much happening this week, man. Um, Facebook. Oh, um, Chicago Sun-Times, Tribune, uh, Crane Chicago Business. We're going to try to tap on some of that stuff for the betterment of the hood. Um, one of the first things, um, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that my executive producer brought up, we were talking a little bit before the show started, was um, I got kind of ticked off about this guy in Cleveland that the family didn't bother to try to get any help from some of uh, like the likes of like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton to help them prosecute their police that shot that man in the back eight times. So I didn't hear anything about it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was looking, I didn't see it. I didn't but my executive producer had mentioned that he had saw something about it. So Keith, why don't you go ahead and uh, lay that on him for a little bit, man? Because I'm I'm interested to hear what happened or uh, whatever happened, if anything. Well, it, it was it was just a quick uh, quick news report. Just just you're having on a roll like I do, and I I uh, it stuck out because we just last week we were saying, man, we didn't hear nothing about this. You know what's going on? But today. I did hear that uh, the officer, I believe he's a 50-year-old, said father of three, one on the way or whatever, who cares, but that uh, had been officially charged by the prosecutors with the murder. So that's something. We'll see what happens. I'm sure they have more checked up their sleeve, but as it stands right now, old boy is still, uh, you know, singing Jailhouse Rock. So that's where we're at right now. Okay. Okay, we're going to try to follow that one, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm really, really interested in seeing how they're going to come out of that one. Like they shot these uh, this couple in their car um, a hundred some odd times, and old boy got off because the prosecutor said, well, how do you know he was the one that killed them? So we're going to see what kind of tricks they're going to have a big sleeve on that one. I'm definitely going to try to follow that up, uh, my uh, executive producer and myself, because that one's really interesting to me. See, I want to see exactly what wording they're going to use. They're going to manipulate oh, yeah. Um, their their their, their uh, presentation and trying to hit this guy off. 
one other thing too that happened, ladies and see, we we're trying to uh, real people from the hood. What we're trying to do is better the hood to make it better for us, since we're going to live here, and and some of us are going to die here, and some of us love being here anyway. And our focus is really on just trying to make the hood better, what we can do and how we can um, come up with ideas to to, um, to 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 have some type of camaraderie with each other in the neighborhood. That being said, um, we were talking about these um, these teenagers down in Texas. Um, my executive producer brought this up also. Um, I looked at it, I followed some of it, I posted it on my page, and I got some, some idea of what it happened, but I'm not really – I'm not really trying to be a judge or nothing like that, but what the hell was going through this lady's mind when she called the police and said she saw a bunch of black children in her neighborhood? I want to know what the hell did she say to make the police come out there and do this one police officer, do what he did. What was the motive? We know what the motive was. I just want to know exactly how she said it and how it was worded. And we're going to have to dig in that one a little deeper because um, my executive producer did mention that the young lady, the 19, now the 12-year-old, had um, uh, had mentioned um, how she got into an altercation with some lady. I don't know if this was the same one they called or somebody else called, but the young lady, 12-year-old, got into an altercation with her. Keith, I need you to expound on that one a little bit because you got a little bit more insight on that one than I do. Well, I, well, actually, the young lady who uh, in the bikini that you threw on the ground, she was 14. But uh, there was a 19-year-old who I believe the whole situation started with. This was just this, this was from Facebook, a Facebook video I saw, which is how we get a lot of our information. And the 19-year-old was saying that uh, it started with two white females uh, talking about making a couple of racial slurs. I forgot something about having them to do with go back to Section 8 or referencing them as far as uh, being Section 8 residents and so forth. And uh, and she, I forget what happened. She was telling the, uh, she was trying to tell the lady that, you know, that wasn't right. So you know how we do sometimes when that right wasn't right. We, you know, you shouldn't be that way. And the 14-year-old kind of, uh, one, one of the, another one of the kids said something. I'm just giving a rough draft of it. But anyway, it, it really mm-hmm. got interesting to me when she said, ladies, trust her. And... And uh, I, I don't think that video went they go too far from that. But right there, it was. And then they interviewed her mother, and her mother said what her name was. But she just didn't come off to me. If somebody slapped your kid, I would I would I would expect some things smoke coming out of her ears. Uh, yeah. Not saying anything other than it just seemed kind of ironic to me the way she reacted to her daughter being slapped by these white folks. Uh, and then you know, of course uh, the cowboy cop came out doing his flips and rolls. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to speak on too. Now I saw four videos of the uh, officer. I saw the four-length video of the officer chasing black kids around. Um, a couple of officers brought the um, the um, one of the guys and set him down, and then the young lady had um, with the braids. He had to threw a down man like a linebacker man and put his knee in her back. But the thing that caught my eye with, with those videos was, was these two little young boys, I think it was the two young ladies, they tried to tell her, explain to the officer that she didn't do nothing. This motherfucker reached for his gun, man. It's like, you mean to tell me you're a trained fucking police officer? 
you looking at these kids, all of them in, in bikinis and whatnot, and you mean to me you gonna look at these two and, and think they're a threat, and you gonna reach for your? They didn't have shit on but the um, bikinis and tops. So in my mind, I'm saying this motherfucker really wants to shoot one of them. This is what I was thinking. I'm back, but Jim, I got dropped out. I'm back in now. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's Man. what I was thinking. I'm saying, what the hell? He reaching for his gun, about to shoot one of them little babies. I, and, I and, 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 all along. Oh, I'm sorry. Go, Go ahead, ahead Jim. I'm saying, there's a couple of brothers, doing? young kids sitting on the ground, trying to explain to the man that they just got there. He he's sitting there. He not he not his problem. The things he was saying just made no sense. The people were just so consumed with hate and racism. And that's what we were talking about before the show. We don't hear much about the Ku Klux Klan now. We don't see the pictures of the white wolves and the sheep because they're wearing blue now. They're wearing robes. They're wearing suits and ties. They sit in the prosecutor's offices in these courts, man. They know what they're doing. They got their shit together. They're ahead of us. Still treated all this shit, which is why this shit is going on the way it is right now, man. And they're getting away with it. The court system, you're right. The judges, the lawyers. But you know what? I, I, I thought about that to a point. How we can counter that? It's all about money, ladies and gentlemen. All you know, all the black folks that are listening out there. I'm not alienating anybody, but I'm just talking directly to the black folks that's out there. If you really want to get back at this system, buy black. That's all I'm saying. Because once that money starts dwindling from their little coffers back into the black coffers, you're gonna see a difference. For some strange reason, they fucking go butt. Naked wild where their money don't show up to where it's supposed to. They get scared. Because think about it. When you move into a white neighborhood, they don't think about, ooh, is that neighbor going to be okay? Let's go over there and, and greet the neighbors. Let's go over there and greet our African-American neighbors. Let's go over there and, and make them welcome. They ain't coming in mind, oh, our property values are going to go down. That's all they think about is money. Money, 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 money. Now, if you decide, but, but, but just buying black ain't gonna get it. We got if we decide to do something like that, we would have to really talk to those black business people in the area and tell them, look, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna try to keep the dollar circulating in this black area as much as possible. We're gonna come to you as much as possible. But you're gonna have to get that outdated bullshit off your shelf, toss away this shitty ass meat that you're gonna sell it up to the last due date. You know, get rid of that milk that's almost two minutes uh, over the time that it's supposed to have been thrown out. You know, because you got some store that will throw milk out, man, a week, two weeks in advance. I understand a black store, a, a, a small business store can't do that. A, a small mom pop store can't do that. I understand that. But that's the deal we can make with it. Keep that money circulating in the black community as long as possible. And then hold the black uh, business people accountable. Because a lot of them fucking up. Um, you know, and, and I hate to say it, it's a lot of black landlords just tricking off, door owners tricking off, you know. They jack the price up just because they can. And then you got the black landlords worse than some of these white ones. These motherfuckers, they ain't going to do jack shit to their property if it, if it means tapping into their little money. You know, you, sometimes if you have a three-flat or, or a multi-unit um, building, it's okay to do a background check on people that you're going to bring in there. It's okay if you got enough money coming in, if you got if you can fill them all up, to get a management company to handle. You can get somebody out of the neighborhood that's not working to manage your three flat and your multi-unit uh, building. You can get somebody out of the neighborhood to have that 
management company that just got set up or getting started, ask them to hire somebody that they know in the neighborhood that can help them keep the grounds up, do handiwork. But please, do not get your buddies and you know these motherfuckers stealing shit. Don't get your buddies and you know these motherfuckers all they do is drink all fucking day long. Don't bring somebody up in there that's going to embarrass you, let alone get you fired from your your little cozy little management position because you let your fucking friend come in and trick off. Go to people's apartment picking up shit. No, motherfucker, you go in there and fix the pipe. Leave that shit alone. So a lot of that shit we got to throw on ourselves in terms of keeping the money in the neighborhood and, 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 and trying to build it up to a certain point because a lot of times we just don't do it. We just don't do it. I know brothers right now on the block. Cool. They cool. You know, they game banging, selling drugs and shit, but they ain't going to pick up a boom and do shit. They ain't going to fuck around and help no senior. They ain't going to fuck around and, and walk their own fucking seeds to school. They ain't going to do shit. They're too busy with their bulls out on their fucking back running for the motherfucking police and the same motherfucker they're trying to sell drugs in competition with. Them motherfuckers going at it. Again, I said this before, it's a drug war in the neighborhood. It ain't got nothing else to do with nothing else, no domestic, none of that bullshit. That stuff is happening, but it's a drug war. And they got the resources to deal with drug wars. If somebody got enough balls to pull the trigger and say, this is what we want to do. And the system don't give a fuck. Look, right now, this, 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 this plus-size model, her name is Tess Holiday, white. She feels she's a great white hope for black men. I mean, she. I mean, she big and and she made a plus model of the year. It's some it, and she don't look. She look like shit. As far as I'm concerned, I don't give a fuck. She's black, white, or Chinese. She just look like shit to me. <clears throat> she ain't shapely. I know some big women that are shapely as hell. Looking like Fant- Fantasia. Oh, that's sweet motherfucker. That's many. That's I just got a fart brain fart on Fantasia. I just love that chick. Imagine Fantasia. Um, at 220 pounds, 240 pounds, Fantasia would be a beautiful plus size model. It's a, it's a bunch of young ladies out here got a better shape than Tess Holiday. Google that shit and look it up. Look at her. She ain't got no fucking waist. Look like a fucking wheelbarrow. And they made her plus size model of the year. Get the fuck out of here. The system chose who they want to portray as heroes and whatnot. The same thing that Bruce Jenner do, guy, girl. Dude, I don't know. The Bruce Jenner thing. There you go. Okay, he's hanging out with women now. Okay, so you still dressed up like a woman. Okay, so you want an SP award for what? How many motherfucking bullets did you dodge, motherfucker? I know some 40 year olds could have got that motherfucking award and been a lot uh, in a better shape than and, have, and represent that, um, that, 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 what, what kind of award was that? The Pride Award or, or Privilege Award? The, uh, the, the SB Award. The SB Award. SB Award on right. Courage and, and whatever the hell it was. Which is really How a good thing. How to Yeah. How to pick any inner city, any city grade school and get a motherfucker to a four year They didn't want to earn all this shit. A lot of them going through hell. A lot of these little kids going through fucking hell, man, trying to get back and forth to school. 
And then they got to deal with these knucklehead-ass parents that don't want to fuck around and let the TV remote go while they're going to school. How the fuck are you going to send your kid out there to school and you know all that bullshit was happening out there? What kind of conscience do you fucking have that you're going to let your child walk to school by their fucking self in the hood, knowing the bullshit that's going on? And half the time, you know who the fuck doing the dumb shit anyway. That child should have that courage award. All of them. Then they got to deal with their peers. They got to deal with their peers, uncles and nieces and nephews bullying them while they fucking going to school. They don't want you to get that fucking courage award. Just because the motherfucker yep. decided he wanted to be a woman instead of a man. That's courage. That ain't courage. That's a choice. You know what really gets me, brother, brother Jim? Because you know, if, like I say, to each his own. I mean, more power to whoever. But to to celebrate this, as far as I'm concerned, it's one thing to be gay. But what he's doing is mentally ill, as far as I'm concerned. I'm sorry. That, that's just my opinion. I can be wrong. But I swear, brother. From the looks to me, this is beyond gay. This is some shit. This is some sick shit. This is mental illness. Uh, when you go in that far, and just because this thing decides he wants to be called Caitlyn, goddamn it, you're still a fucking man. And I'm sick. I get tired of these people who defend this shit. Well, if he wants to be a she, see the she. Fuck that. Why don't I walk around and flap my wings with them a fucking bird? You know, it, this is crazy, man. Anyway, I'm I'm done. <laughs> Sorry. It's in it's in the now. It's in the now. It's happening. Is is making. It's selling newspapers. Selling radio spots. It's going. That motherfucker. Think about it. He's in the same family with the Kardashians. Kim Kardashian. Her biggest fame was sucking a dick. They made millions. That was her claim to fame. Yeah. It ain't wrong with that shit. I don't know what the other sisters have done. You know. I know the guys that hooked up with these sisters. Man, they ain't in good shape. No, and that, that includes Kanye. That includes Kanye. <laughs> Kanye on his way. <laughs> you know, every yeah, time you wear a, a Confederate flag around your fucking neck and you thinking that's a fashion statement, man, get the fuck out of here. He on his way. He slipping. Yeah. Really, we 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 can do, we, we a lot of us have done better. Like I told everybody, I'm, I'm trying to get involved, really involved with this community organization called Rage. Resident Association of Greater Inglewood. They're good at what they do. They promote all types of stuff all year long. These people are good. They're just not hardcore enough for me. I still pay my dues and, um, you know, I communicate with them as much as I can. I haven't been to a meeting. I was trying to go to two of them. But, you know, when they started inviting those pastors there and these having these, these, these conversations about interesting things, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is a conversation about interesting things? You mean tell me you can't get no deeper than that? And I ain't, I ain't about to hang out nobody fucking church, man, and, and, and them motherfuckers trying to bring a new, really a new member. They can kiss my ass on that one. If a church been there 20, 30 years and a whole neighborhood look like shit, what the fuck have you been doing? And you people study going to these fucking churches and, and you walk outside of the piece, you can't hurry up and get in your car to get out of the neighborhood that the church is sitting in. 
Yeah, you're going to have some of y'all going to go around knocking on the door. And we'll come down to the church and, and, and meet your pastor. We're trying to do some things for the area. Da 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 It's a system. I was reading in the fucking uh, Sun-Times, Chicago Sun-Times. A lot of people, I'm in Chicago, like my producers in, in, in Texas. I was reading here in Chicago about how the governor decided a 30-year-old white male in charge of the marijuana program for the whole state of Illinois. 30 years old. You got brothers out here right now doing the same shit. But they going to jail for 25, 30 motherfucking years. They gave this motherfucker a job. Selling the same shit they putting the brothers in jail for. In your face. In your face. And, yep. and don't give a shit about who knows. You're right. In your face. You know, they got black farmers down there that want to get involved with the medical program. I mean, with that marijuana program. They no. They're not going to give it to them. Because they know once the, if the brothers get involved with the marijuana program, I'm going to make a prediction right now. If the brothers ever make inroads into the marijuana program, the way it stands, they're going to be fucking millionaires in two years because we, not they, we got to connect. They can sell that shit and be millionaires in two motherfucking years. And and, 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 and these white folks in, in the system, they know this shit. They know it. Of course. Because the first thing I would do if I was in that game, I would go with the cartels. Fuck Illinois. I'll find a way to get that shit, man, and sell it for the cartel. I'm not buying my shit for no white farmer so you motherfuckers can have another generation that's that's privileged and then my family got to struggle. Oh, hell no. Ain't going to be no marijuana slaves here. You kiss my ass on that one. I'm selling my own shit. And keep them dollars rolling around in our community as long as we possibly fucking can before it goes out. And old Tulsa, they they, they said that that dollar ran around a hundred motherfucking times before it left the community. Inga wouldn't be tall, so I hope I can. That's my dream of mine. I would let the dollar run around two, three hundred motherfucking times before it leave the community. Inglewood, New Tulsa is a fictional place in my mind that I would love for Inglewood to be. For those who came in and didn't know nothing about Inglewood, New Tulsa, I talked about a few, a few shows ago about how I would like Inglewood, New Tulsa to be. Right. But we can still do that. We can change. Matter of fact, we can change the system now if we decide we want. If that's what we want to do. We could put a, ref, a referendum, referendum together and 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 try to get the city to to cut down. They talking about raising taxes and shit because they can't meet the pension um, payment and then pay the teachers and all that and the police. Fuck that. Yes, you can. First of all, we are gonna start with the fucking aldermen. Cut all. You can, we got fifty of them. Cut this shit down to nineteen. Bring marijuana. Right. Legalize this shit in the state of Illinois and give it to the brothers. So you're going to make more money with brothers than you will with some little suburban white white guy. He's going to be afraid, afraid to go out there and deal with the public on a street level. He ain't going to want to do it. He's going to hire some brothers to do it. But keep that shit legal. Let the brothers pay into the tax. Pay some taxes. Again, I'm going to say this. Keep on saying this. I don't give a fuck. Who gets mad at me? We got too many goddamn fucking churches out there. 300 of them in one area is too fucking many. Get rid of all the motherfuckers. Have one or two mega churches and let the rest of that shit go on um, uh, the tax roll. Let that shit pay taxes. 
redundant jobs that they have as far as uh, two secretaries and three secretaries within the same department. Get rid of all the motherfuckers, too. Let the teachers union run some of that shit that you guys paying people three or four hundred thousand dollars. Let the teachers union run, run some of that stuff. Y'all can't constantly keep bringing in your friends and you're ripping off the motherfucking system and expect for the system to work. You know, it's like fucking. We got a Chirac, we got a Chirac. Chicago corruption, Chirac. You motherfuckers steal more money than anybody. Then you have the audacity to vote yourself a raise for what? You motherfuckers, don't constantly keep raising my motherfucking taxes because you motherfuckers tricking off the money. Y'all saw that shit coming before Daily got out of office. Daily kicked the can twice. Everybody constantly keep kicking it. Look at look at look around here in Chicago. A day after he got elected, then his friend and took twenty million dollars and gave it to one of her friends, some of her friends. Friends are stealing fucking money and giving them to their friends. And all that shit is legal. And then they have the nerve to, to, to resign or or quit or just leave it alone after they have stole all the motherfucking money, now it's time for them to go. You know these motherfuckers were quits before you appointed them. The corruption in Chicago is the problem. Every time they need money, they do this and that, and then next thing you know, they need money again. It, 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 when, when Daly sold, he, Daly, that former mayor Daly should be in jail. He should be in prison. The way he did uh, Nashville in the middle of the night went and, and, and had it pulled up, and the way he did them mm-hmm. parking meters, the dude should be in jail. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. Going on, and 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 we in the black community. I've talked to my executive producer about this many times. If you motherfuckers decide y'all don't want to vote, you, you you just ain't gonna get involved with the system. You are gonna throw your vote away anyway. Do the rest of us a favor. Take that same vote that you don't give a shit about and you're throwing it away anyway, and give it to one of us. Say, fuck it. I'm just going to vote for somebody black, somebody white, somebody Mexican, whatever. I'm going to give my vote to them and let them do what they need to do with their system. And you set your ass to the side somewhere. And let us try to make this shit work. Race wins. Whoever you're giving your vote that you're throwing away anyway to. Just go well, in my brother, uh, Umar Johnson, I, I listened to one of his videos the other day, and he said something that seems to be true to me, that uh, too many black people are really are really okay with white supremacy. All they want is to be treated a little better. They want to be treated better. But as far as actually having a problem with it, and this goes back into the church and to who you are worshiping and who you are taught to worship and how, how it conditioned you, when you subconsciously even are okay with it, and, and it's it, it's sickening, man. And as far as the church is concerned, I say it again: one of the number major problems uh, with black people as a people, and not all of them, but is the church as a whole. It's designed to keep you right where you are, and people are too damn deep into their comfort zone to see them, see it, and it's a shame. It's, you know, that, that, that church, it, the, the thing that kills me with a lot of church people, man, they, they, they take shit out, feel good about a couple of verses, and they don't even bother to investigate the rest of that shit. Now, in my mind, my mom showed me this when I was taking Bible study with her as a Jehovah Witness a while back. Yes, believe it or not, 
I, I studied I studied to be a Jehovah's Witness for four years. So some of the shit I'm talking about, I do know something. I may not know as much as you all going and pretending that you're getting the word. But the one thing that stuck in my mind when, when, when I asked one of the um, brothers to describe Jesus, he took me to a page, I forgot where it was, and he gave a description of what Jesus looked like. Feet of bronze, hair of wool, feet of bronze. Hair of wool, feet of bronze. And I looked at my mom's white Jesus, and I just shook my head. I kept that to myself because I didn't want to bash my mom for her friends. Now, why is it that then black, then you got black folks who would say, well, why are you so hooked up on race? It don't matter. Go to a white church and see how many black motherfucking Jesus you're seeing on their posters and their walls. And then go into a same, go into a, 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 a black church, and see how many black motherfucking Jesus they got hanging on their wall. Be damn near none. So don't tell me this shit don't matter. You motherfucker walk around right here with white Jesus on your freaking wall, but the white people, they got white Jesus on their wall. <laughs> don't you another, see this shit? Here's another thing I thought of just not too long ago, that, uh, you know, everybody is so... Don't want to quick and say, oh, Jesus was black. Jesus was a man of color. He was, okay, well, fine. All right, cool. I ain't doubting that. That's a beautiful thing. However, uh, who else in that book is, is black that we talked about? Who wrote it? King James wasn't black. But that's his Bible. But you're absorbing that word from, a, from the oppressor about supposedly a book about a black man. You know, we got issues. We got issues. We got a whole lot of issues, man. We we are yeah. in denial. We don't we don't trust ourselves. Our black look at Charles Barkley, that big bald headed motherfucker. He has a gall to to no not a gall. He was courteous enough to give. I think it was Morehouse College a million dollars. Was it Morehouse or how? Yeah, I heard about. Yeah, it, it was Morehouse. It was Morehouse. It was Morehouse. Charles Barkley, out of, out of the kindness of his heart, gave Morehouse College a million dollars after talking bullshit about black people for the last three motherfucking years. That motherfucker talked about black folks, man, like Clarence Thomas would have done if he ever opened up his fucking mouth. But I guess something in his mind clicked and said, oh, shit, my base is black. The reason that I'm here because of black folks. The reason that, that I've fucked around and been in the NBA as long as I have because of black folks. My popularity it's because of black folk. He, he fucked around and lost it for a minute. Now he got a million dollars. He's going to buy his blackness back. I hope somebody said, no, fuck that. We need two million. Two million five, you can get your blackness back. Here's your black card right here. He knew what the fuck happened. If he was going to stay black and in that business that he's in right now, he better fuck around and get his black base back. I guess a million dollars would buy him back into the, to the, to the, to the fold, I guess. That well, motherfucker more took a couple steps. Yeah, at least more how to get something out of and then they want to paint him back black. Just get the paint and let his ass come through the door and hook his ass up. But get two two dollars for that big motherfucker. Okay, let's do a song, y'all. We're going to do a song. Um, then we're going to do a commercial. And then um, I got a gentleman coming on around 740. Um, his name is um, Ricky Watkins, and he helps ex-felons to expunge their records and help seal their records so they can get a job and get back into society. That's something that I've been really, really wanting to do. 
and he's doing that as we speak. The brother and me, we're going to hook up, and uh, he asked me to, uh, um, would I want to get involved? I told him, hell to the fucking yeah. I want to do that shit. But anyway, we'll talk about that at 740. I'm going to play a song, y'all, and um, I hope you guys um, come on back and just get into that.
Hey, Chicago, for your next family reunion, call Jimmy Williams of Abstract T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunion expert since 1990, with photo T-Shirts and custom printing available. You can see samples of his work on the Internet. Search for JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. That's JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. One word. For families wanting reasonable prices, quality service, and good advice at making their family reunion a success, call Jimmy Williams from Abstracts T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunions should always be a happy occasion, and your T-Shirts should reflect that. Call Jimmy Williams at 773-690-5366. Your T-shirt man. Well, all right. I don't see Rick in the uh, chat room. I'm going to give that brother a little extra time. I know he's busy. We're going to play another song, ladies and gentlemen, because I really, really want him to come on. I'm going to jam this by the uh, Barcade.
Hawkins on the line. Hey, Keith, can you bring him in for me, please? I'm going to cut this record short. I want, I, want, I want Ricky Watkins to come on in here. Brother Ricky is in. Are you with us, Brother Ricky? Yes, I am. All right. Oh, yeah, right. brother. <laughs> I was just playing a song, man, until you got in here, man. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful, Brother Williams. How you feel? Man, I feel pretty good. I'm so glad you called in, man. I was telling my executive producer, man, that, that you were doing one of the things, man, that I wanted to really, really do. So we're going to talk about that. And yes, um, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, tell them about the uh, program that you're running and you've been you successful at it right now. And uh, just tell us a little bit about Give us a background on what you've been doing. Okay. First of all, my name is uh, Minister Ricky J. Watkins, Sr., um, I'm a member of the uh, Union Missionary Baptist Church located at 940-42 North Orleans under the pastoral leadership of Dr. Marvin Alexander. Uh, I'm a former employee of the Cook County Office of the Clerk of Cook County. And right now, uh, by the way, is one of the programs that I'm doing. I'm helping individuals uh, to get a lot of things that are on their records that are being held against them off their records. There's a process uh, that I go through with the individual but as I state to all of my people that I assist, are you worth investing in? You have to you have to invest in yourself and not get deterred when someone tells you what can and cannot be done because if there's a will, there's a way. So um, to date, not to date, just how many people are you helping as of right now that 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 really wants to get back into the system per se and just become a regular voting citizen so they can – try to start from square one and get their lives back in order. Well, Jimmy, it's, it's, those numbers are uh, it's, it's really hard to say because I have so many people, young and old, right. Uh, right. trying to you know to get themselves back in order because society holds their past against them in so many ways. Uh, the law says we go back, we're supposed to go back seven years on background checks, but prospective employers and other individuals are going as far as 10, 15 years back on a person, and that's not fair. But these are the main individuals that are always saying that we believe in second chance. But that's not being a second chance. If you're going back 20, 25 years on some idea when I was 19, 20 years old, here I am 55 years old, haven't had any other occurrence with the law. So I'm trying to figure out what is the problem. Okay. Um, is it a fee connected to stuff like that in terms of um, filing costs and, um, of course, uh, the, you know, Yes, sir. Uh, Jimmy, uh, the, the, the filing fee consists of the clerk's office fees. There's a one, uh, it's $115 filing fee, certified copies of your disposition based on how many that you have in the system. That's $9. And then there's a $15 filing fee. So the, 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 price is, the prices of your expungement process all depends on what it is you're trying to expunge and or concealed. It varies. Okay. It varies. So the concealed so part, the concealed part. Um, when you conceal it, that means that they can't look at it. Uh, expunge means take it off. Explain that to me, because I don't, I don't, I'm not clear on that one myself. It's, it's, it's very simple, uh, Brother Williams. An expungement is exactly what it means. If an expungement is granted by the courts, that means that particular matter that you've had or asking the courts to take up out of the system is completely out. You will start receiving uh, copies of all of your dispositions are uh, certified copies of your mug shots, your uh, fingerprints from the, from the Chicago Police Department, 
state's attorney will be sending you everything they have in the system on you. So therefore, when someone goes and do a background check on you, that stuff will not pop up. Now, on the other hand, a concealment is exactly the same, but if you get back in trouble again with the law, they have the option of bringing that stuff and put it back to hold that against you and see saying that, okay, he's got right, he or she has gotten right back in trouble again. Why should we expunge his or her record when we, you know, they got themselves back in trouble again? So, again, it's based on the individuals, their history, you know, and how they feel that they can be a contributing factor in society without their past being held over their heads. Hmm. So that means that, that if they get involved with the program that you're in, it's basically up to them whether they want to stay clean or just keep back in the goddamn food in. Excuse my language. That's, that's, we, yeah, we do that on the show. Well, that's, that's, that's <laughs> basically what it boils down to, Brother Williams. And then also, before I you know, like went into detail, but the, 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 the biggest problem that I'm finding now is it's causing more work for me, which I don't mind because I go that extra mile. I have individuals that have cases and matters in Cook County, but then when you do the when I do the extensive background check on them, and then they don't tell me then when I bring it to them, I say, well, you got a matter you had in Will County or DuPage County. I got to file paperwork in, all, in both of those counties to get all this matter done. So now you're looking at more money and time. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not telling you. your front end. I was going to ask you about that, uh, Brother Ricky. This, this is Keith Flett um, uh, on the show with you also. And I was going to ask you about I, that. I know I know that you do what you do, but what, what do you need for, you know, the, the saying is you can't help those who don't help themselves. What do you need for the people who are looking for your help? Said one, that's just to uh, give you full disclosure. Well, well, that, what, what do you expect from them? What I need for them is the, is the full, uh, full undivided attention when we're going through this process. My thing of it is you have to be straightforward with me and I have to know exactly what it is that I'm working with and who I'm, whom I'm working with. And some people will come to you just to see what they can get out of you. This is, this is a job for me. Some people, I, I go that extra mile, but you can't go that extra mile for everybody because people will take advantage of your kindness. Now, you got to understand, you got yourself in this mess in the past. Now you're trying to get it again. I'm trying to help you get your life back in order. So I don't need someone nope. coming to me trying to run game, trying to run game on me, and it's not going to work. If you got money to go out here and buy two, three hundred dollars gym shoes, Nikes, and <laughs> and buying these expensive cars, and knowing you got all this crap on your background, what's more important to you, the material things in life or life itself? It's on you. It's not on me. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that a lot, Rick, about how um, it's simple in the black community that we can really, you know, um, buck the system a little bit if we just keep the dollars floating in the black um, uh, community as long as we possibly can before it goes out. That'll get the, ten- that'll get the system's attention. Um, what you do, how can they get in touch with you? If you decide to take on somebody, okay, give them your information that they can get in touch with you. I got another question behind that one. It's very, it's, it's very simple, uh, Brother Williams. I can be reached at ricky.watkins13, which is my email, or you can call me on my cell phone. I return all of my phone calls, and you can leave a voicemail. My number is area code yep. 773-943-1477. Say it one more time, and I want all the brothers out there, if they're listening, and the, and the women with these men with fellas that stand at home watching their babies, I want them to understand that this, you are for real about what you're doing. You've been doing it for a long time. 
Yeah, I've been doing this since I, this I've been down. doing this since I was 19 years old, man. My number is phone. My cell phone number is every code 773-943-1477, or I can be communicating reach by my email, which is Ricky Watkins 13 at yahoo.com. Now, one of the ideas I had, Rick, um, I was talking about uh, with Keith. Keith is my executive producer. Matter of fact, Keith the one helped me get this show. Keith the one okay. asked me to come on his show, and he asked me to host. Uh, my own show, and I and I and I thank thank him for that all the time. Um, okay. One of one of the things that I really wanted to ask you, uh, somebody that that do that you do what you do, is it possible that the ACLU and the Teamsters can get together and form uh, a coalition of ex-felons as a as a voting power in terms of them getting their their self together, getting back on the voting, getting back as a normal citizen. And then getting back into the political arena, and then start helping each each fella help each fella in terms of, of of a political situation where they can be a powerful voting block. Let me, like there, let me let me put it let me put it to you like this, uh, brother Williams. By me being a former lobbyist for for ACME and then you're in Undercook County, it, it would never happen. Why I say that? Never happen because Damn. they don't want to in, they don't want to invest in us. They're not going to invest okay. in us because we're not going to we're not going to invest our, in ourselves and make ourselves feasible and, and, and to associate with with positive things that can help us or structure that can build us up to make us a, a valuable uh, access to society. They're not going to do that. They're not going to assist us on that level. If we don't assist ourselves, that goes for the for the small business individuals. You got these little small business construction companies and. And you have these landscaping companies, these moving companies. If we don't put black America back to work, there won't be a black America because we have become the minority now. We're not the majority. We don't look out for each other. That's our, that's our biggest problem. And the unions are not going to get involved in that because everything Damn. in society nowadays is not what you know. It's who you know. Hmm. Always remember you just, that. You just dashed a lot of water on that dream, Jack. I'm telling you. Okay. Because I thought that, in my mind, I felt that, you know, if they had legal representation and union representation, and then they decide they want to do this as a whole, they'll be a force to be reckoned with. In my all mind. they're going to do, all they're going to do, Brother Williams, is, mis- is mislead the individual. Give them, see, in other words, they're, they're going to give you something, and you think you're going to be doing something positive, but in all reality, right. all you're doing is chasing rainbows and chasing dreams. Hmm. And that and that's it. I was down in Springfield for years, a lobbyist for the unions. I saw it firsthand. I saw what they did, what they do down in Springfield, and how they go about doing it. Matter of fact, I was just in a meeting uh, last week and make it real short, and we was talking about how everything was established back in the in the late seventies, early eighties. Like for instance, the lottery, which was supposed to have been for the school system. The money's going to okay. Now here it is, twenty fifteen. The schools are suffering. Where's the money going? Where, where, where's the money going? There's nowhere in the world Chicago, the state of Illinois, should be financially strapped. We're gonna, you're looking at another Detroit in five years. Oh shit! Okay. That's what you're looking at? You're looking at another Detroit metropolitan Chicago, which is one of the third metro, largest cities. It's gonna be another Detroit in five years. You got a, they're already a hundred and some million dollars, um, if not more, behind in the pension. People are gonna be working all their lives. 
until they die because they won't have no money. There won't be no pension, no nothing. Well, Brother Jimmy, as we, were saying, as we were saying before the show, the money's going to make long story short towards corruption. But let but me ask I, you this question, see, one more question, but oh, go ahead, Brother Rick. Go ahead. But see, we have, but it goes right back to what Brother Wave and you and you were saying. It's, it's, it's the power to vote. You look at the southern states, how they're impoverished, and right now they just gave the people in the south an extension of their right to vote from the 1966 Act. You tell me you're going to give me an extension on my right to vote as a, as a person, as a United States citizen? It's unheard of. But, again, blame our elected officials. Our elected officials have sold us out more than we can ever imagine. Absolutely. These people are sellouts. That's why I don't follow them. I don't. I don't everything they hear, all the beautiful sound bites. It is nothing but to get me in office. I can get me some money, and, and it's a done deal. I don't care about the people. I don't care about you all. You all are poor white trash, poor black trash, big trailer trash. I don't care about you all until it's time for election. Well, Rick, let me ask you this question. Uh, as, as it pertains to those individuals who have gotten expungements or uh, field records, is there, I mean, you, you know how uh, wicked people can be. Is there, is there any way to know for certain that this has been done? Is there like a, like a little test you can run to make sure that uh, a job? Well, see, I run, I run my individual background checks on, on people when I do uh, expungements. So my thing of it is, now, if I, I, matter of fact, I had a young lady, and I pulled her background, and I told her everything that was on her background. She said, how did you get that, Mr. Ricky? I said, don't worry about how I got it. First of all, it's public records. I, it is no problem. It's, it's, no, it's no rocket. I don't need a rocket scientist to figure it out, you know, because all I need is your name and your birthday. I can, I can tell what you done did all over this country just about. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so it's so. It's easy for those who have been in the system working than those. In other words, I was on the inside, on on the inside looking out when they're on the outside attempting to look in. You're going to get two different views of everything unless you're on the inside and see it firsthand. I've seen individuals being charged with the same crime, but our brothers end up going to jail when the other individuals walk out the door with his attorney. Wow. Okay. And see, and then and how the laws have changed. They tell you it used to be if you were within a thousand feet of a school, a uh, park, or a church, you couldn't sell narcotics or whole nine. Yeah, it was getting so, um, it, it was it was it was becoming so uh, circumstantial. Now they even extended that just to get you. Now it's if you're within fifteen hundred feet of a school, park, or a church, they can get you. It used to be if you was a thousand and one feet. That one foot was saved you from going to jail. Now they say, you know what? Let's add 500 more feet to it. We'll get them. See, these young brothers are out here doing what they're doing, but you got to know the consequences behind your actions. Got to know the consequences. If you're going to sell drugs, you better know what is going, what's the consequences if you get caught. If you out here robbing and sticking up those cars, if you look at it, Brother, Brother Williams and Keith, look at what's going on now with all these smashing grabs. But they're trying to keep it from down on that Gold Coast. They're, they're, they're trying to keep us contained. They're going to do smashing grabs. Take them, let them go out there and smash and grab in the suburbs. Let them go out there and up north and in the gay community and all that. 
that's the cash cow. Anything cross Chicago Avenue and the city of Chicago going towards that lake is a cash cow. It's about that money. State Street yep. the same way. Everything past Wells Street going east is a cash cow. Hmm. It's about it's about the dollars and cents. We're not <sighs> robbing the system. The system is robbing us, been robbing us. But we just too naive to say something. We don't have a voice. We don't. We don't so have. Do no more, about, um, we don't have any more kings. We don't have any more. You know, all, all of the great black activists and leaders. We don't have no more of them, because this core of individuals we have now to call themselves leaders, they all they are are puppets. All they are are puppets, because they only in it for the money. Telling uh, uh, my executive producer uh, Rick about uh, this association out here in Inglewood, where I'm at here in Chicago, because um, Keith is in Texas, um, we, we're here in Chicago. It's called Rage, uh, Resident Association of Greater Inglewood. You know, I right. pay the dues and everything, but a lot of man, it's just so it's so soft. You know, they keeping everybody happy, singing, you know, telling jokes and 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 reading poetry and the dances and the skates and stuff like that. But I don't see any hardcore stuff coming out of this organization, man. And and I I like being associated with them, but mm-hmm. the views that I have, man, is a little bit far too left to the um, far too the left. For me to get in there and try to get something done, like with the ACLU and the uh, the union. Well, so, well, it, brother Williams, as, as long as all the years that I've been knowing you, brother, I've always known you as a mild mannered, decent young man. But in the in the same retrospect, you are, you are a radical, and what I mean by that in a positive manner, you're trying to get you fuss and beef about things that are, that are not right. You want things to be fair across the board, all the way across the board, all the way around. Life shouldn't be one-sided, and we have become so complacent in our in our argument, and 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 we're trying to make a point because no one, all of our anger is falling on deaf ears. I was looking at the young lady that was brutal brutalized in Texas by the by the police officer. You know, and so it's open season on black folks, just like we have deer season and and rabbit shooting. We 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 we're creatures of the wild. It's open season on black folks. Hmm. And, and until we stand up and stand for something, we're gonna fall for anything. I know it's an old cliche; it's been said for years, but it, but it's happening. We're falling for the most the most simplest things in life that don't have no no value at all. We're falling for it, and that's stupidity and ignorance. We're falling for. It. Because the word of God tells us our people were perished for the lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge means a lot of things. Knowledge on life. Knowledge on uh, knowledge on parenthood, father, being a mother, being a dad, a sister, a brother, being a... It, it, we're lacking in, uh, in all those areas. We're lacking. And that's what's tearing us down. That's what's holding us back. We are holding us back. Nobody's holding us back but us. Nobody but us. We, have no, we can't get married at nobody but ourselves. Michael Jackson said it best. The man in the mirror. Look in the mirror. What do you see? What do you see? Are you worth I, fighting for? That's the question you need to ask yourself. Yeah, I said we we are our, we are our own worst enemy. And it's, 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 it's exactly. Time. Exactly. You have all these organ, black organizations, and we can't tell you pinpoint one thing and tell you that we honestly straight our own. As, as being African American, what do we own as a people, as a nation? Nothing. Africa don't belong to us. It's ran by the French government. 
If you dropped a bunch of black folks out of plane with a parachute in the middle of anywhere in Africa, they wouldn't know where to go. We wouldn't. We not even accept it. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like when you do move around other races, you know, the first thing they do is start talking about their property values. You know, it's like it's, it's yeah. like don't don't nothing matter but the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's you know, what this whole world is. That's what this whole world is based on, brother. With everything is dollars and cents, man. And then, then it, it, the form of it, of it is like we all got to be, you know, uh, Negroes, African American niggers, uh, uh, coons and spooks and all that. We got to be MFs and sons of bees and so that's fine and dandy. If you chose to be all of that and you answer to all that, that's on you. But I'm only okay. I'm only going to answer to it if you call me out and my name is not and I don't hear my name. I'm not answering to it. I ain't your nigga. I ain't your road dog. I ain't your homie. I ain't none of that. Hmm. I'm Ricky J. Watkins Senior. I'm my mother's oldest child. Six out of I'm the oldest out of six, so I don't want to hear it. If this is only as high <laughs> as your dialogue go and your vocabulary go, you you in for a, a, a long ride on this on this planet. Because they're going to take you for hey, a, a hell of a ride. Okay, Rick, give them the information one more time, man, and, 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 and give them some numbers so they can get in touch with you. Man, this is just sure. great. I'm glad you called in, too. Go ahead. Go sure ahead. will. I can, again, my number, for those of you uh, listening, I can be reached at area code 773-943-1477, or you can email me at ricky.watkins13 at yahoo. That'll work. We got another um, a few seconds for the show ends, and I'm going to play a song. We're going to get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Real People from the Hood. That was my, <laughs> uh, my best friend, Ricky Watkins, my executive yes, producer, you. Keith Bletko. This is June 6th, um, June 6th, June 8th of 2015. We dropped another one, and I hope you guys come back next week. Rick, I want to get you the twin and his brother named Raymond, um, um, Raymond, Raymond Richards, I think that's his name. I want to get all three of y'all on the show at the same time. Raymond runs uh, um, um, uh, 100 Black Men Standing. That's another organization I feel on the upside. And you okay, know, know. Twin has his 100 yes, sir, Black Men. So. Yeah, my recent all the yes. Yeah, I'm going to bring all three of y'all on the show, man. We're going to do the whole show. We're just going to do one commercial, and all three of y'all are going to just come on here, man, and do your thing. That's yes, what sir. I want. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Um, this is Real People from the Hood, ladies and gentlemen. Um, my name is Jimmy Williams. My executive producer is Mr. Keith Bledsoe. We are out of here. We're going to leave with a song, and I will see you guys next Monday. Peace.